on today's show. Oh, yes, it's a real cold open. The Mavs advance. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube where you can subscribe to the show right now. If you join us for the first time, subscribe to the show. And the best way you can help us is to comment below. Comment Go Mavs below. Go Mavs. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer and contributor at Mavs.com. The series winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Where were you when the Mavs destroyed the Jazz and ended them? They're done no one listens to jazz music anyway. It's over. Rudy's gone. Shout out to David Locke, our boss. Incredible guy. Incredible entrepreneur. Just great mind. Um, yeah, good, yeah, good for him. <laughs> good for him. That's it. <laughs> Enjoy the offseason. Um, <laughs> I think him and Quinn will have more time to hang out together now. So. <laughs> Quinn might be looking for a podcasting gig. So. <laughs> I was going to say, Quinn, you need some guest spots. <laughs> you need to like, announcing the new co-host of the Lockdown Jazz podcast, Quinn Snyder. <laughs> but in all honesty, though, this is the first playoff series. I mean, y'all have all seen it. You've all seen the stats. First playoff series win since 2011. First one for Luka Doncic. The irony, you tweeted out pictures of Dirk and Luka, the irony that both of their first playoff series win comes against the Utah Jazz in Utah both of them in in Utah in the the bad bad city city. let it ride let it ride if you're not watching on YouTube right now you need to watch you miss it out Nick's just chugging the beer (laughs) it's past midnight I, my voice is already gone. I smoked a couple cigars yesterday, so now my, my voice is already non Mavs related. Non Mavs related, and then I gotta be somewhere at six thirty in about five six hours. Oh, this next series is ruining Dallas production in just like in general. If you saw some of those times, but let's get into it. The Dallas Mavericks get their first playoff series win since two thousand eleven. Luka Doncic and company get their first playoff win. They finally get that monkey off their back. They get out from under the thing that was holding them down. And they do it against this Utah Jazz team, a team that had been underachieving all year, but was still the best offense in the NBA. That was still like a good team, a veteran team, team that had been, they'd probably been together and had more continuity than any team in the NBA, right? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they've been around for a bit, right? They're I mean, that's the form. whole that's the whole story around the Jazz is that they've been together too long and that it's just it's stale now. It doesn't work and blah blah blah. They've tried it over and over again. So, this Mavericks team that had changed their front office, changed the coach, changed 
you know, sent out Christoph Porzingis, brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, decided to, you know, give Jalen Brunson a bigger role, and he took full advantage of it and changed a whole bunch about what their team was from last year to this year. You look at the lineups that the Mavericks were playing last year in the playoffs. It was like Luka and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian and Porzingis, and like Boban was getting starts. Boban started three games last year against the Clippers. That's how crazy it went. The Mavs have changed. Trey Burke playing a ton. The roster has not specifically changed a ton. I know we've talked about that a lot this year. But the playoff roster was so different. So different this year. And that's how they got these. That's how they got this win. They were able to go smaller. They were able to make the adjustment. And that third quarter in this game six was the epitome, I think, of all of it. That first quarter was brutal. (laughs) And, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to start with that, but <laughs> but but well, I say that because you know I, I think some of us, including myself, had already written off the jazz. You know, I was firing off some jokes earlier in the day about the jazz funeral tonight and all this. Did you and see the jazz T-shirts that they were giving out? Something about the noise, right? It was like it was like uh, embrace the noise or something like that. But they were all black. I was like, "Where yeah. are you guys? You like literally going to a funeral? <laughs> Why are they but, giving out black T-shirts?" I mean, shout out to the Jazz fans though; they actually wear their T-shirts compared to Mavs fans. But Mavs fans it, wear their T-shirts. It's the same. We have number. to put up on the jumbotron and basically they have like, to we're shame peer them into wearing them. Well, exactly. also, they, if the Mavs want them want people to wear their t-shirts maybe they should make them out of a better material that doesn't like give me hives if i wear it for longer than an hour um but but no this going back to your continuity thing for the jazz they came out firing they had some fire in the yeah. step they they didn't want to go out and i was like oh okay i thought they were <laughs> they the might have folded. 21 first quarter points <laughs> <laughs> um but man that third quarter happens mm. and once again we see a jason kid you know, I'd say it's an adjustment, but more of just leaning into an adjustment he's tried before of leaning into that three guard lineup. And to me, it was the defense. I mean, you just just take a look at the ones the one stat I thought that was just so telling in this game was points in the paint, points in the paint for the Utah Jazz. And you just look at the first quarter, the first quarter, what they had 12. I tweeted this out. They had 12 first quarter points. Second quarter, they had 22 first like points in the paint in the second quarter. That's usually that's like a number that some teams have in a whole game. 22 points in the paint. Third quarter, six points in the paint. Like they just completely went back to what was working for them. Fourth quarter, the Jazz went back to 14 points in the paint. But that third quarter was the one that was key and the one that they won. They went back to what had been working for them. Don't let any penetration in the paint. You look at their the Jazz first half shot chart. It was all around the rim, like literally five, six, seven feet away from the rim and threes. It was like a Daryl Morey special, right? It was like a, what was the, it was a sprawl ball special in the first half for the Utah Jazz. The Mavs was just letting them get to the rim. Donovan Mitchell, I think he was five of five from two point because all he had to do was just go to the rim and his long arms just get get right to the rim and finish. And the Mavs were letting anything penetrate. And in the third quarter, they're like, we're going to stop that. We're going to stop that. We're, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> they added some protection to the, to the paint there. And they... It was crazy at one point that both teams, <laughs> both teams went so small. It's a little late over here in Dallas. <laughs> you know, both teams went so small, and it, you know, it wasn't it? Was it gets cold in Utah, so they went small, and they had Eric Pascal shriveled the, up a little <laughs> at the five, and Dallas had Dorian at the five, and it was like both teams just embraced small ball and said, 
We're just going to go all offense here. Like we're going to, we're just going to put shooters out here. We're going to put space. Donovan Mitchell was getting to the rim at ease. Dallas was getting three pointers. It was yep. just, Hey, let's just forget the bigs. I mean, Dwight Powell, sorry, bro. Played 10 <laughs> minutes in this game. Yeah, played, two, played two minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. And it's just what both teams went to. This is a part of the playoffs that I love. I love seeing adjustments and coaching stuff and matchups and all that. And Dallas just out small ball them. And do you know who played the entire third quarter for the Jazz? The only player that played the entire third quarter for the Jazz. When the Mavs went on their run, the Mavs had 36 points. The Jazz only had 19 points. Who was on the floor? Chris Vernon will love this. This is a stat I should probably just send to Chris Vernon. <laughs> probably. Rudy Gobert played all 12 minutes for the Jazz in the third quarter. That's when the Mavs oh, were on their goodness. run. 36-19 was the point. And then they went small in the in the fourth quarter. And it, they were able to, to catch up a little bit. It was just wild to me that they didn't go to that. I talked about it with David on our crossover yesterday. I just never understood it. Gobert was, was played 12 minutes. He only had two rebounds in that quarter. He was minus 17. He didn't have any blocks. He just scored one point, or he scored two points on uh, two free throws that he took. When the, I think the Mavs even hacked him on that one. But he just it, it wasn't enough of an impact, and it didn't give the Jazz what they needed offensively to be able to win this game. And they just kept they just kept sticking with Rudy Gobert. Just kept sticking with Rudy Gobert. And that was that was honestly that ended this season for the Jazz, and it may end what their team is. But the Mavericks made the the right like readjustment. I don't even think it's an adjustment. It was just like a readjustment. It was like they just tightened their belts and was like, all right, we're just gonna go back to the thing that we have been doing before that worked for us, and not allow paint penetration. Just force everything to be mid range, and then from you know and stop them from taking a million threes. And it'll, it'll work out for us. The numbers will work out in our, in our favor, and they did. Dallas lost the rebounding battle tonight by 11. So uh, I don't have the stat. I was going to try to pull it up, what the total rebounding matchup for the whole series. Well, they lost by, by 19 the first, like, three games. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Utah uh, won the rebounding matchup uh, pretty good. So shout out to all the people out there. Um, who were clamoring over this rebounding stat for this entire series of, huh, if Dallas, if Dallas wants to have a chance in the series, you know, they're going to have to, uh, you know, close that rebounding. Nah, bro. Even like, the offensive rebounds. <laughs> Jazz uh, had 11, the Mavs had three. Dorian had a really big rebound late in the game. I thought J- uh, Josh Green had a big offensive rebound at one point in the game. But other than that, there, I didn't think there was too many big, big moments like that. And uh, you but- mentioned points in the paint. 54 to 36 for Utah. It only took that third quarter. And, yeah. And, and the and the Jazz couldn't score anywhere else. They they didn't have a really good shooting night outside. The Mavs finally did. The Mavs were terrible from shooting from 3 oh, in wait, the first. Oh wait, how many half. threes did the Ma- Oh, the Mavs took 43 threes. They took 43. Another one of our things and then also the Jazz took 35 threes. They still never took more than 35 threes in one game in this series. That was one of our rules going into this series <laughs> and it continued to be something that that proved to be true. Also, Clarkson, uh, I thought he was going to have more points than, than Bogdanovich. That was another one of our rules. But Bogdanovich finished with 19 and should have had, should have had the game winning three. Oh. We'll talk about that coming up. That play at the end. What happened on that ending play? And then we'll go through se- by every single. We'll go through every single player and talk about him player by player throughout this series. Jalen Brunson especially needs an entire shout out for him. So we'll talk about that and more. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I have them all the time. We just had our NFL Draft live show, and Eric Crocker, who's our host of Locked On NFL Draft, he's our host of Locked On 49ers, a former like, NFL cornerback, 
was like, hey, if I'm going to do three days of this draft, I need some Built Bar Puffs. He's like, I just got to have them. And so our coordinating producer, Allie Bronson, texted me and was like, hey, do you have any puffs at your house? I was like, yeah, I do. Do you have any puffs? I brought Eric Crocker puffs. And hey, he had an incredible draft show. So I'm not saying that just because former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker loves the puffs that you should get the puffs. And that because he ate the puffs that I brought him, he was able to do an incredible job on the draft show. But maybe tune into that show, Locked on NFL on on YouTube, and get the puffs. There's incredible flavors. He had the churro puff. Those are amazing. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar. Looks like they're also giving away a free cooler if you buy some Built Bars right now. So go check that out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. This is a service we're doing to you. 15% off. LOCKED15. You won't regret getting these Built Bars. So many listeners have gotten them. Built Bar. Built different. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NBA game. They'll have NFL stuff on there today, NHL going into the playoffs. The Stars made the playoffs. So listen to the Lockdown Now podcast, Monday through Friday, less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, the end of the game. <laughs> I thought for sure we were going to a game seven when that play happened because there was four seconds left. Jalen Brunson had just missed his first three free throw, made his second free throw off of a foul play. The Mavs were up by two, 98 to 96. The Jazz called timeout, and then Royce O'Neal inbounds the ball from the right side. Quinn Snyder draws up a play to get everybody running around. They didn't have Rudy Gobert out there, by the way. Just want to throw that out. Mm. No Pascal either. And they they ran a perfect play, I thought, that started with Bogdanovich on the left block. And he ran all the way around through, like, multiple different screens. A, a Mitchell screen, a Clarkson pushing screen. I don't know if we want to yeah. get into that one too yeah. much. He's, and then Bogdanovich gets wide open on the left side. He pump fakes. Dinwiddie just completely flies over him trying to contest the three. He gets an open three. And it clanks off the back left side and Luka Doncic is so incredibly happy after that goes off but what happened on that last play and whose fault do you think it was because Dinwiddie didn't think it was his fault um well I I think it's good because you know LeBron didn't tweet about the Mavs so (laughs) way to go good good job LeBron thank you for the restraint this is why Boyan missed but did that ball not hang in the air for like an hour forever I was just. It was like the Space Jam like shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first, the good one. <laughs> yes, the actual one we only acknowledge. But no, I mean, I think Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie said post game that hey, it, you know, wasn't his fault that he got so open. <laughs> I think Dinwiddie probably uh, you know was supposed to switch. Uh, he just got kind of hung up there on the screen, and you know he he defended it and he contested it as best as he could, and Boyan just missed it. And I think that's part of a thing for this series that there were a lot of, you know, even Bob Vargaris on Bill's pod the other day was giving out stats about how many open threes the Jazz have, you know, have missed in the series. And David it, kept talking about the shot quality, how the the Jazz are getting good shots. They're getting even that game. They only scored 77 points. They're getting good shots, high quality shots. They're just missing them. Yeah. And I mean, that's about as best of a shot you could get to win yeah. the game. And he bricked it. So. I think what happened was Dinwiddie did Dinwiddie drives me nuts with his closeouts. And David David Locke brought this up on our crossover yesterday, actually. He said, I think that Dorian is extremely good at closing out. And it, it makes me think... Everything. He's, he's good at everything. He's, he's held Donovan Mitchell in an incredible way this series. 
But Dorian is so good at closing out that it makes everyone else when they close out look like they're completely wild and out of control to me because the way Dorian yeah. is able to close out and able to multi like close out multiple times in one possession. But the way Dinwiddie just flies by <laughs> Bojan on this play, he could have, if he had just run up to him and stutter stepped and contested that way with his hands up instead of just the, you know, I'm going to fly by you and try to block the shot with like my elbow or my armpit. Uh, he may have gotten a better contest on it, but Boyan well, still missed still missed the shot. So to his defense, though, he didn't foul him, and if he, he did, did that, true. he could have he could have fouled him. So very true. Boyan bricked it, and that's the game. And to see them, you know, celebrate as much as they. I mean, you look at let's not just look at the, not as much as the wolves. <laughs> not no <laughs> no <laughs> no uh, jumping on the no one jumped table. on the scores table. There were no shirts removed. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, you look no what, tears. What Luca did in this series, coming back from from the calf, and you know, it's just you know he he shot forty seven percent from the field. He finished the series shooting thirty seven percent from three, averaged twenty nine a game, averaged ten a little over ten rebounds for the series. Huge you know, big rebounds. The Mavs needed every one of those rebounds, and he only played in three games, and it's just. I, this just further proves that if Luca was fully healthy, this would have been a wrap, man. Like five. I mean, they could have swept them, but probably five. I'd give Utah at least one game. Especially and, if he wouldn't wouldn't have been like hobbled that first game too, right? Like he was he was limited in that game four when he came back. If he hadn't have been limited in that game, then I mean, yeah, would, you and, see and, what happened in these last two. And I will take twenty seconds here to pat ourselves on the back for a second and say. This is why we wanted freaking Utah the whole time. And when some of y'all are up in our DMs and comments being like, y'all sure you want Utah after you lose? And I was, yes, wanted Utah the whole freaking time. Because if we're healthy, this is what happens. And it's like, I mean. I don't know. Look at the way Denver played. <laughs> Denver was pretty bad in their first round series. I mean, but, but still, but, it's but like he was confident in this matchup. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that, that was the whole thing with that. And I, w- I want to make sure we have time to get into some of the role players because I actually think, you know, obviously with Luca playing three games, he was you know, he's the best player on the team. He's not the biggest story of this series, like, at all. And, I like, this is Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock series. And this is, like, massive moments for them. I mean, arguably the biggest moments of their career probably is. Incredible moments. And um, Tim McMahon tweeted out that Jason Kidd said, unsung hero of the Mavs closeout win, Reggie Bullock, who was, quote, sick as a dog. Reggie Bullock went out there, and my guy. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. Played 43 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he just went out there and gave it everything. Him, like, him and Dorian were so key. Like They, just, they almost create... There's no way the Mavs could have played the way that they had in this series without those two guys specifically. And those two I, guys being able to play 43 minutes and not get so fatigued that they can't hit threes on the other end. Dorian was four or five in this game. Bullock hit two of his six. He also had a couple of big rebounds. Dorian had 10 rebounds of his own and five assists. Dorian had a pull-up two-point jumper that just blew my mind Whoa. in the first half. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? It was almost like a fadeaway. In the, yeah. I got um, a minute thing for them. And... 288 total minutes for this whole series for that both teams played. Okay. In six yeah. games, 48 times six here. Yeah. And any player could have played that many minutes. Yeah. Dorian and Reggie both played over 250 minutes of this, of this series. Shut it down! Reggie Bullock. Let's go! Reggie Bullock played 254 of the 288 minutes. Dorian Finney Smith 
played 259 of the the 288 minutes of the series. Both guys shot 40% from three in this series. Dorian Finney-Smith, Dorian Finney-Smith, the primary defender on Donovan Mitchell in this series. Donovan Mitchell, 53 of 133 shooting in this series. 39, right at 40% from the the field. Donovan Mitchell also shot 21% from three in this series. He was 10 of 48. I mean, if you're looking for a perfect series, a near-perfect series for Dorian Finney-Smith, if you're looking for, if there's anybody, any dumb person out there that thinks that Dorian Finney-Smith and that contract and, you know, know, questioning any of that, I mean – He's a steal. Like getting him locking this. That's one of the most underrated parts of this season, especially for this front office, is locking up Dorian Finney Smith at that number when they did, because this dude just had an um they don't win this series without Dorian Finney Smith. No. No. 18 points in this game in this closeout game. You you only really had like points contributions from from Luca, Brunson, Dinwiddie off the bench. You expected those three guys to have points. And then Dorian had 18 points. That's all the role player points you needed. And you got it from one guy. And he's yeah. done incredible while defending Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell had a really good, you know, a pretty good first half. In the second half, he only had 10 points. Donovan Mitchell, this whole series, has had re- one really good half and then a terrible half. And this was his terrible half. And it happened to come in the time that the Mavericks needed it because Dorian Finney Smith has just been so good on him. And he's done an incredible job. He's worth every single penny of the contract. And uh, coming up, another player that's going to be worth a lot of money, get a big contract, yeah. we need to give shouts to, because this could be the, the Jalen Brunson series as well. Talk yeah. about Jalen Brunson and how he matters so much and how he changed, the com- he completely changed the narrative on himself as a player. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet online, the best place to go check out all the odds and lines and stuff. They have so much stuff for football, uh, for the NFL draft. There's there's lines all the time. We're tweeting them out at Locked On Network on Twitter, so go check the, all those out. But let's see if they have. They don't have Mavs. They don't have Mavs Suns up just yet. They have Bucks Celtics. Celtics minus two fifteen favorite. Ooh. They have the Grizzlies Timberwolves still since that one's not over yet. Grizzlies minus six fifty favorite. That's that's the only two series they have right there on Bet Online. But if you want to look at anything else, they have NBA draft stuff already uh, in the first round. Jabari Smith going number one overall on that one. Go check out everything on Bet Online. Check out the website BetOnline.net. See everything they have to offer. It's Bet Online. Change uh, Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. I almost said changing the way we talk. <laughs> what was that from? I think a way different ad read. Jalen Brunson was incredible this whole series and i know that there's a lot of new listeners today and so for the listeners that are are back with us appreciate you i'm gonna do this one more time and i don't know how many more times i can do this but in at media day we had a we had a table i'm doing it i have to doing it again i'm doing it hey do you still have that dennis top shot (laughs) at media day (laughs) we had a table where we were one of the stations and the mavs brought every player through and we were able to talk to them one on one and look them in the eye and you know t- you know talk to them and ask them questions and it was awesome. Jalen Brunson was one of our favorite interviews and we were laughing, joking, having a good time and he was joking around like Jalen Brunson does his dry you know quick witted humor. And then we asked him about the Clippers series in the playoffs last year. It was his first playoff series because he wasn't in the bubble because of his shoulder. And he in the first four games of that series played 19 minutes a game. The last three games of that series 
He played 10 minutes a game. Overall, these are his averages against the Clippers in 2021. Eight points a game, 1.4 assists per game. He shot 44% from the field and uh, 77% from the free throw line, but he only took two a game. He averaged just 16 minutes for the entire series in seven games. And so he got played off the floor, basically. And so we asked him, what do you got to do to improve yourself and this team to get better, to get over the hump and to win a first-round series this year, which is everybody's goal, which is what everybody told us. And he said, he got real serious and looked at us and said, I got to be better. You know, we got to be better. I got to be better. And guess what? This year against the Jazz, he played in all six games. He played 38 minutes a game. He went from 16 minutes a game last year to 38 minutes a game this year because he couldn't get played off the floor at all. Yeah. Because his defense was way better. His shot making was way better. He was in, like, he was irreplaceable for this Mavericks team. There are only three players that played over 200 minutes. He was the other one. He averaged 27.8 points a game for the European crowd. I'm going to round that up. 28 minutes or 28 points per game, four assists per game. He shot 48% from the field on 21 attempts per game. That's completely different than taking like shooting 46% on six attempts per game last year. He shot 36% on threes, but he took five and a half a game, which is what the Mavs needed him to do. He shot 85% from the free throw line. And he took six and a half free throws a game. This is what the Mavs needed him to do. All season, I've been saying, what's the next step for Jalen Brunson now that he's taking a step forward is to get to the free throw line more. And boom, he went, you know, three times a game and it made a huge difference for the Mavs. He was incredible. And they don't win this series unless Jalen Brunson takes that step forward that Jason Kidd believes in him, empowers him to be the player that he's been. You could say it's Jalen Brunson contract year, but hey, he stepped up and did what they needed him to do. If you would have told me um, going into a series, say, hey, what Dallas, if what if I told you that Dallas was going to play Utah in a playoff series without Luka and Jalen Brunson would outplay Donovan Mitchell? I would be like, man, are you on something or are you, you know, <laughs> because, the grass, man, because <laughs> you know, we, we love JB, but like I've said it before, I'll eat my words on it. I, you know, I was like, man. You know, a great six man, maybe a quality starter, depending on what who the other guys in the starting lineup would be. But for him to take that step, to him, for him to have that forty one, you know, in that game, for him, for them to win game two and game three with without Luca, and we have Charles Barkley on TNT saying, "Man, I was about to get swept," you know, with the, with the Man, other. This is you terrible. Know. He's not about and, to get swept. You know, for for Dallas to they play that they play that first game without Luca. And we're like, really? Like, we've really waited two years, you know, playing the Clippers. It's like, can we just play another opponent outside the Clippers? Can we see Dallas play with a different style, with a new Brunson outside, you know, without KP in there? And they get all of it. And then Lucas hurt. And you're like, are we really just going to go out? And we don't even get to see that. And Jalen Brunson's like, no, no, we're not. And he literally put this team on his back. Like, yeah, we hyped up Dorian and, and Bullock. And this is the Dorian they Bullock Jalen Brunson series, basically. But this is really the Jalen Brunson series. This is this is the series that Jalen Brunson legitimately outplayed Donovan Mitchell. Like you look across yeah. the board, you look at all the stats. He outplayed him. And like all across the board, there's no way to deny that. And that is that is a massive step. And to go into that conversation we had a few days ago with Jake Kemp of is this more of 
just kid believing in him and changing his role? Is this Brunson kind of taking the next step? And I think it's both, <laughs> but man, he, he is better, man. Like he yes. is, he's better off the dribble. He's yep. faster. He's jumping quicker. Timing. He's, timing of everything. You can't praise this guy enough. And he's, he's going to be in Dallas for a long time. So Jalen Brunson increased his scoring average by 20 points from last year to this year. That's wild. He he scored more points than Donovan Mitchell by like three points a game. He had uh, Donovan Mitchell had like one and a half more assists per game than him, but Mitchell shot under 40% from the field and Brunson shot 48% from the field. Like just statistically, the amount of buckets that were like big for Jalen Brunson, where he yeah. got his buckets, when he got his buckets. And winning games. Like, the Jazz had their full team. They were healthy. The Mavs were not. They didn't have Luka for the first three games, and Brunson found ways to win those two games. And oh he's 6-1. Like, I know. He, you know, he, he's 6-1, and he shot 48% from the field in this series. He only hit 12 threes, which is, he still shot 36% from, from three, but 85% from the free throw line this series. He only missed six mm-hmm. free throws. Like, he is a winning basketball player. And, you know, Jason Kidd loves – Basketball players and I, I mean, great vibes, no, it's great vibes, like great vibes, uh, great vibes, yeah, great vibes, no sensational vibes, and like the vibes are immaculate. Jalen Brunson in this series, the most impressive stat out of all of these, he increased his scoring average by 20 points. Cool, he had four turnovers the entire series, yeah, four huge. Chris Paul just went and had one of the most incredible series we've seen from a point guard, and everybody's lauding him about, you know, oh, 13 straight shot, 14 straight shots, and he's doing this incredible job closing out. He had it was like the 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 all-time point god series, right? That he just he just had. He had nine turnovers. <laughs> Jalen Brunson only had four in his. And think about all the times he handled the ball and all that. He only had four turnovers. Like The Mavericks just don't win this series if Jalen Brunson was playing sloppy with the ball and didn't play exactly his game. It just worked so well against this Jazz team because they couldn't get out in transition. They couldn't get out in transition threes. They couldn't get, you know, the Mavericks defense was able to get set because they, they were either going off of missed shots where the Mavericks were able to get set or a made shot where they had to, you know, set up their defense. And if the Mavs had let them get a bunch of transition you know, threes and stuff like that, maybe they start getting hot and maybe they'll start falling for him. And then all of a sudden this could be a completely different series, but Brunson takes care of the ball was incredible. And it's just, it's amazing to watch him. Like it's amazing to see the things he can do. I thought, honestly, I thought he had so much more to give in this game. And I thought Luca should have deferred to him more at the end of this game. I think we we can talk about Luca, but I didn't think he made the best decisions down the stretch of this game, but I, I was ready for a Brunson going off. I thought he had even more to give in this game. Luca played in half the amount of games and had 12 turnovers. Um, <laughs> now he gets um, like three times the amount of assists. So true. Didn't really have 13 turnovers. Different. Yeah. Just that's that's comparable similar. for sure. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Dinwiddie though. I thought Dinwiddie, Me you too. know, tonight he had 19 points off the bench. He had four threes in this game. You know, obviously it was, this wasn't a 30 point game for Dinwiddie, but this is, I mean, arguably his best game of the series so far. Maybe one of those first few, but I thought he played a pretty dang good game. And especially, I mean, this was one of the adjustments they made the second half is leaning into that three-guard lineup as yeah. much. I mean, he played over 30 minutes in this game. So I want to give a shout-out to him, even though he didn't have the best of series. And I also want to give a shout-out to Maxi because, mm. you know, obviously I think Dinwiddie and, I mean, uh, Dorian and Bullock had the better series, but... Maxi finished the series shooting 16 of 31 from three. It's 52% <laughs> from three. 
That's very I mean, the eight of eleven game really helped that number. <laughs> yes, very true. Fifty four percent, you know, from the field. His defense, what you know, the versatility that this guy gives you. That it's just, yeah. I want to give him a shout out too because he he deserves a lot of credit for the series. They need him. They need him in these lineups, right? They can oh, yeah. try to. They they went small a lot where they didn't even have Maxi or Powell or Bertans out there at all. But they need him in some of those lineups. He had some big rebounds in this series. He had six boards in this one. He had three assists. He had one really, really good assist. He hit Brunson in the corner, I think, when he was he was breaking a trap because Luka got trapped a ton in this game. The Jazz were going after Luka a lot in this game, so Maxi needed to be really good and and sharp on the ball um, when you know he was getting and he didn't get in foul trouble. He he totally could have gotten foul trouble in this game if he was trying to swat stuff and he wasn't being disciplined. But he was really disciplined under the rim defensively. It was allowed him to keep in the game, and the Mavs definitely needed him. Uh, back to your Dinwiddie point. I mean, game two, the Mavs win. He has 17.6 assists. Game three, they win. He has 20.6 assists and three steals. Game uh, And then this game, he had 19 points and two assists. Game one, he had 22 points. The Mavs almost won that one. He had 22 points and eight assists. So, like, every game that Dinwiddie showed up for them, they were in or won, which mm. is – which, by the way, the Mavericks were in or won all of these games. But still, they needed him to, to come up big. And he only had two games where he didn't have big production. But one of those was game five. The Mavs didn't even need him. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just thought that he he was massive. And I, I hope that we're, we're, we'll talk about next round. And we'll do a crossover with, with Brendan Clean of Locked on Suns. And we'll do all the preview stuff. Like, we'll just keep doing podcasts every day. Uh, Monday is game one of that series. But... I'm hoping this will be a better better series for Dinwiddie because there are definitely there are definite areas he can take advantage of. Uh, a, a series of playing Rudy Gobert, Aiton's going to look a lot different. <laughs> I think he's still really good, but I think it's going to look a lot different for the Mavs. You know, I, I want to bring it full circle back to the defense too, uh, because I, I think their defense. There's a lot of storylines for the series of Brunson, the role players, but their collective defense this series of holding this yes. team. I mean, this is another another game. They hold them under 100 points. Mm. You know, the best offense in the league. But just looking at the series. They averaged of, 113 points per game in the regular season. I just want to point that out one more time. Yeah. 117 uh, points per 100 possessions and literally 113 points a game. The Mavs held them under 100 points a bunch this, this series. And, and just that game plan. You know, we had Mike Shedd, longtime assistant coach for the Mavs on the yep. spot right before the series starting. He's like, you got to force them to take twos. You got to get them off the three-point line. And that game plan worked to a T this series. You look at across the board, not only did they not attempt, you know, they were average of 43s a game. They never attempted over 35, like we said at the beginning of the pod. But look at the percentages across the board. This is three-point percentage for for Utah across the board. Mitchell, 21%. Bullion, 33%. Rudy Go... No, just kidding. Mike Mike Conley, 20% 20 from three. Royce O'Neal, 28% from three. Like... This sucks. You know, the only the only one is Jordan Clarkson at thirty eight percent. Like that, he balled out in this series. He did. He did. He, he, but is that not like what? That we was were what talking David Locke told us before the series. We said, who would if if Bojan Bogdanovic or Clarkson score more points? Who is that better for? Or, or we just we just asked who's going to score more points in this series, oh, yeah. and he volunteered that information of, hey, we're like, who's going to score more points, Bojan or Jordan Clarkson? He was like, well, I hope it's Bojan because that means, you know, basically good things are getting open shots, whatever, compared to if it's Jordan Clarkson. And was that part of the game plan? Probably not to just give Jordan Clarkson buckets because he just torched them. But once again, there's some things that you just you have like you can't do everything. And when it yep. comes to points in the paint, when it comes to the rebounds, when it comes to Jordan Clarkson, it's like, yeah, you lost those, 
but you were better than all the others. And that's why you won this, you know, won the series in six games, and it should have been like five, maybe four. There it is. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. Let's send you out with this. Luca Dolce, Luca Luca Dolce, Luca